0: I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives.
1: And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in
0: between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.
1: Friday Alyssa
0: happy Friday oh my god I was so sad that we lost all of our content last week I'm so sorry you guys Taylor was a real hero like putting that little intro in when I was already (laughs) working uh we're so happy for Brittany obviously we're so pumped Vanderpump's back I don't know we had some like debate about whether or not calling your um vagina a cookie is okay (laughs) uh
1: I was pro uh, Alyssa was against yes uh, yeah, it was a hot mess. But again, like I said, it, like, I'm shocked it doesn't hasn't happened like more often. We've had so many technical difficulties <laughs> and so many weird things. You and I have needed to like learn fucking coding and audio engineering and like stuff that we just don't know how to do. And we've always managed to pull out an episode. And then this was just so awful, right? In the fourth quarter, everything was disappeared. I had ghost files on my computer. I was like, am I high? This is insane. <laughs> And then uh, you proceeded to go and just Ben Simmons your foot up.
0: Oh, yeah. I I, I really Ben Simmons my foot, you guys. Also, <laughs> Sutton and I are matching with our little scooters. You um, are, listening- So I was playing basketball with Mike's family in Palm Springs. We play a three on three game where I always guard his dad and I jumped in the air to get a rebound and landed on his dad's foot. And I have never injured my foot like this before. It was so ridiculous. Like I literally, my foot hit the ground so hard that I thought I heard it like crack. You know, you like I
1: stepped on his foot,
0: yeah. so I we both were going for a rebound. and then instead of landing flat footed, my foot landed on his, and then immediately my ankle just rolled over. <gasps> um, and Ooh. I like screamed, and I was holding my ankle, and I was like, "I broke my ankle." And Mike was like, <laughs> It's a sprain, like you're fine, calm down. And then literally, like him and his uh brother in law carried me up a hill because I could not walk on it. And all these like concerned moms at the Marriott were standing outside their room, like, is she okay? It was very dramatic. (laughs) Um, and then it swelled to three times its size, and people were like, You might have a Jones fracture. And Mike was like, Oh God, Simmons was out for a whole season with a Jones fracture. Um, but luckily it's not broken. I got it x rayed twice. So we just have to see what's going on with my tendons and ligaments and I can't walk on it and I can't drive. So now Taylor's going to drive me around Los Angeles all the time.
1: And let me tell you, it is, it is big. Her ankle and foot is swole, dude. It is so, it's, it's so sad. It breaks my heart every time I look at it, but it also blows my mind that your foot can get so big.
0: It's super funny. We will definitely story a picture of it on our Instagram. People kept saying like, you're in such good spirits. And I'm like, because it's hilarious. It's <laughs> so fucking funny. I I had no idea this was going to happen. I thought it would just be like a little bruised. It's like, it was yeah, like something's cool. Really wrong. Too. <laughs>
1: it's a whole fucking thing. Uh, well, I'm happy that it's funny. I'm happy that it's not broken, and the scooter is just hilarious. So yeah. it's gonna be great. What a great story. <laughs> um, shall we get into the reality this week? Give the people what they want. Yeah, what we didn't let's, get to do last week.
0: Let's talk about how me and my hubby Kenny are engaged <laughs> separately. <laughs> Two separate people. <laughs> I truly was like in my mind thinking, do you think they would come on and like talk about wedding planning with us? And then I was like, no, that would be too weird because I would definitely make jokes about (laughs) how I'm like waiting or whatever.
1: And Mari seems like she would like politely laugh a little bit and then like death glare you right there and be like, back off, bitch. I've already fought to the death for this man. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do think we should DM him congratulations since he is our BFF.
0: Uh, what did, what was, what was your take on this finale? Too long, too many, too many hours. It was three hours long. long. I don't know why it had to be that long. Um, I thought Kendall was what she did was really shitty. I know that the producers sent her there to do it, but I was like, this is exactly the type of girl that I thought she was. It was such a selfish head fake. You could see it really fucked with Joe, but you could also tell that he's savvy enough to know, like. Serena's going to watch this back. I just got to take a walk and like not react to this.
1: Yeah. And was smart enough to tell her about it on the beach. Cause you yeah. don't want to pull a Peter Weber and pretend that like all is well and just do this proposal. And then later be, and she would be so upset. I would be upset if I was Serena. I was like, you didn't even fucking tell me that Kendall was there like six seconds before. Like what the fuck dude? I think you could tell that Joe was mad. I Kendall lost a lot of the credibility that I've just been like trying <laughs> to fight for her to have on this goddamn podcast. And yeah, there is the, the producers tried to get her to do it, but like at some point they're a human being who has yeah. like agency and free will and you don't have to do it. And I read, I did a lot, I did like a deep dive on this episode afterwards because I was just like sort of confused about how it all came together. And I read the producers told her, listen, we've got like the rough cut of your appearance so far on the show and it doesn't look good for you. Like the way that you and Joe ended and the palapa does not look good. You, uh, it just kind of seems like you left with bad terms. Do you want to come back and say one last thing so that you are left on good terms? And she was like, yeah, but I also already left. So if I have to come back and like quarantine and stuff, I need to be paid a lot of money. And she got paid $5,000. Uh, which I sat there and was like, again, is that enough for you to go like, be (laughs) a bitch on TV? Like, that? like, you know, it's not a good, I don't know how they could, like, it's just so not a good look. And her walking down the beach, I was like, oh God, Kendall, you lost me. And she didn't even say anything like hugely of substance because they did leave on a good note and the producers lied to her.
0: Um, but yeah, you could I can't, also, I mean, you could just easily be like, I'll shoot him a text. Like, it's not my business anymore. You know, I'll text him and say, Hey, I'm really happy. You guys had a happy ending. Like, that's it. I just don't like, and also being like, well, I need to make a lot more money off of this. Is crazy.
1: Do you think that she, me, it's has it somewhere in her head that she isn't running to be a bachelorette?
0: I mean, maybe because she's <laughs> out of touch with reality it seems I I just can't I don't know I guess I understand how it's like powerful to be told that you're going to be made into a villain on network television but I just can't imagine how you think that makes you look good also if I was Serena and I saw my ex say you look good and then finish the conversation with you're always going to be a catch. I would be furious right before (laughs) he proposed to me, like, wouldn't you be pissed off? I don't know. I feel like there's a line of being nice and he could have done less. It was weird. I
1: I think it's a challenging position with the cameras there and everything because he's done, he has to be so kind to her. And Mm -hmm. if this was, you know, a real life. And it was, I would, yeah, I would be like, you should have been much colder to her. Obviously this girl is not getting the message that you need to, that you guys need to be out of each other's lives. This calls for being a little cold, being a little harsh, which is not what you're being when you're saying you look good. And when she showed up and, he, and she was nervous and he was like, you're okay. Like you're good. And it's calming her down. Like that's not your job anymore. No. I see that you're really sweet. And I see that you like have love for her. But that's very evident. We all know you guys have love for each other. We also know that you're exes, so break the fuck up and get over it. It's crazy. Yeah, I think he was in a tough spot. I don't think he went overboard in my opinion, but I could see, again, if I'm Serena being like, ugh, gross, it's so shitty. I also think it's pretty savage. I I like love and hate or just like made me feel prickly that they call her your ex when they do talk about her. Mm -hmm. It, It really like- dehumanizing is too harsh of a word, but it it like makes her seem so much less important by going, oh, your ex was here. Like we all, you guys know, and we all, everyone here knows it's Kendall, but for you to yeah. say, oh, your ex is, I would be, if I'm Kendall, that would really hurt me.
0: I guess it just seems like Serena and Joe had this like unspoken understanding that they knew the producers were going to try and insert Kendall in their relationship as much as they could. So maybe like in the fantasy suite, or maybe when they were alone, they had Joe had to talk with her and was like, I'm not going to leave you for Kendall. Like, don't worry, we will weather this. So, and also maybe Joe was thinking like, yeah, this is sort of part of why our relationship didn't work and you guys can see it now because it's like a lot it's like crossing a lot of boundaries here Uh, so
1: (laughs) yeah um okay so the other thing that i read on my deep dive was that they had a lot of really strong couples at the end, some of which wanted to get engaged, or I'm sure none of them like really, really want to get engaged, but some of whom were willing to get engaged. And then a handful that were like, we would like to leave the island together. And the producers were like, this is boring. If you're not getting engaged, you got to go. And if you're not getting engaged, you got to break up. So that is what led to the Abigail Noah breakup. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what led to the very weird Thomas Becca breakup. And I feel like that is what was making me feel weird watching the episode because I haven't seen a more bizarre and unsettling breakup that that I was less
0: invested in than Becca and Thomas. I know. Also, he was sobbing. It just makes me think, are these people way better actors than we thought? I I can't tell. He seemed really upset and she seems like Fully a puppet of bachelor producers at this point, I'm just like, she will do whatever she has to do to stay relevant in the franchise. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, it does feel like she, I mean, this is her, this is her bread and butter and she's has the like official bachelor podcast and stuff. And like, this is her job. I also wonder if some of those people get to that position because they are the best at like being manipulated and it's not just that they're the most like fame hungry or the most like willing to but that they just are very gullible and are believing and yeah. have tight relationships with some of the producers but and uh, if you have a somewhat positive, like look at Becca's experience on camera seems somewhat positive compared to a lot of people. So there's mm-hmm. people who leave Bachelor Nation because they're like, I was fucked with and other people who don't find out that their boyfriend is a Blue Lives Matter guy until after they're off the show. And that has nothing to do with the producers. <laughs>
0: and then stick it um, out for multiple years after and that.
1: And <laughs> then stay with them for years. So there's just like, I think I think about her relationship with the team and like her what she's being, t- and, like her the trust that's there, that wouldn't be there for some people that have learned to be Skeptical, so I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's definitely sure. wanting to stay in good favor, but then also maybe just like very good at being d- like doing what she's told. The Thomas crying stuff, though, I cannot explain to you. I have no theory. I don't get it. I I thought about it for longer than I'm proud of, and they're together. So, oh, that was the th- that was the other. They all so they were told to break up on the show, and I think a lot of fans are a little annoyed because Thomas and Becca are, like, really happily still dating, as are Noah and Abigail. So after a season of being told, like, you've got to respect the process, like, you got to come to the island with integrity and, like, do Bachelor in Paradise and, like, make sure you're doing it right, connect with people, then when you have all these positive connections, you make a lot of them break up for the show. So what is, what's the fucking, you're talking out of two sides of your mouth.
0: Yeah, I, I... I don't know. It's it's a, it's a like a faux ending. They created a faux ending. I also think, and this is probably a good segue into our other shows, it, it really seems to me like this season they're starting to use rip off Bravo a little bit. Like they did the flashbacks. Mm. They did the flashbacks with Ivan. And then they did the end season title cards where it's like, where are they now? Whereas normally we just find out on the internet that they got back together and it's like very dramatic yeah. and it's in Us Weekly or something.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I noticed that, that was new and I liked it. I was like, this is great. Um, but yeah, but what a Bravo ripoff for sure.
0: Also the a, end credit balance. The end credit song is my divorced parents wedding song. And every time I hear it, I laugh. And every time <laughs> I like literally anytime when I was a teenager, anytime I was in public and my dad like was trying to win us over by taking us to like Disneyland or a Dodger game, he would just start crying in public when it came Stop. on. Stop. <laughs> stop and I just it's just so funny to me now that a grown man would cry when he hears that look into your eyes see I'm just ah. like it's the worst 80s song ever and he would just like burst into tears
2: wow <laughs> anyway.
0: how fitting that
1: it was the end of this like weird trashy finale <laughs> let them say that. we're crazy
0: what do they know
1: <laughs> anyway oh wow well I'm very stoked for uh our new bachelorette and I'm loving all of the basketball puns and play dates. So
0: I'm hyped for that. I know. I'm so she made a half-court shot in a dress. I mean, what more could I ask for? Yeah, it was fucking badass. Yeah. Uh
1: okay. Could we talk about <laughs> can we talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Yes. What a fun episode. I think that these ladies are a gift. <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. And uh, the only real, real big, big complaint was about Whitney's middle part flipped out like 90s Patricia Arquette bangs were revolting. It so doesn't bad. matter where, what decade you live in or what state or your religion, you can't do that. You can't do that <laughs> that's, to your bangs. That choice. <laughs> I agree with you. Other than I love Whitney in this episode. Other than that, and so I just, but it just needed to be said that this, this do is should be illegal. It's um, not
0: anti-Mormon. It's not anti-ho. I'm just, no. we're just across the board. No one should do it. I if agree. you are middle
1: parting your bangs, pulling them down and then out you should go to jail.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Stop yourself before you leave the house because you will be arrested. Taylor will come with some fashion police, police diamond cuffs, cuffs, Mm -hmm. and throw you in prison.
1: (laughs) I'm going to throw you in fashion jail because that is just bonkers. And I loved, I loved her look other than that. And I loved so many of the looks we met a like pseudo new, like a, I guess, friend of, right. Which is Angie. And and only in The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is there like friendship political <laughs> power shifts because Angie is supposedly a cousin of Whitney because like all Mormons are related.
0: <laughs> yeah, wild. Also, I did love, um, I think it was Lisa trolling them and saying like that's like going we're all related to Adam and Eve we're sisters <laughs> I was like it kind of is you're right you're actually all right it in this
1: <laughs> and I could see if you already just like hate if you already were annoyed
0: with these two girls
1: then having yeah. that on top of it is truly the icing on the cake like if you liked those girls it wouldn't matter you'd be like whatever it's stupid but it, because you already don't like them you're like oh and they think they're cousins fuck off which is very Lisa Barlow Do you think that Lisa Barlow canceled the caterers for Angie's party?
0: Absolutely. And I absolutely agree with Whitney's assessment of her throwing a temper tantrum. It really Mm. seems like anytime she gets caught or she she knows that she doesn't really have an argument to get out of something, she just. Loses it and doesn't want to have the conversation. And then, I mean, I loved seeing her cry and be like, I just want my husband. Mike calls her, Mike calls him her assistant husband because he's like <laughs> her assistant, <laughs> which I thought was really funny.
1: Um, you can have a husbandger like Candace, or you can have an assistant husband like Lisa Marlowe. Really I think
0: funny. she probably didn't say, Don't do the event. I think she just probably subtly was like oh interesting um what do you think of her you know and then they were led to believe like oh it's probably not good for our business because we work so much with Lisa she clearly doesn't like this person maybe we shouldn't do this event
1: or worse what will really draw the line in the sand for me not that I'm a huge Lisa Barlow fan but I don't hate her yet is uh if she brought up the fact that it was a fundraiser for something LGBTQ I related or, uh, on a much lesser degree, if she was just like, Hey, it's a casino party. Cause everybody seemed to think that was like a little wild that there was gambling in Utah and that there was, uh, that that was just like very sinful, but that would be, I think to a lesser degree, also a super shitty thing to do just like that. This is a bad look for you guys. But if it does have to do with it being for that particular foundation, then like Lisa, I gotta wash my hands with you, buddy.
0: Yeah, I okay. agree. I didn't even think about it that way, but maybe yeah. Nobody maybe brought that's... it up. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's... it was
1: she was caught red-handed because the text from the caterer said we talked to Lisa Barlow's assistant, we can't do your event anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Um, it's very Lisa Vanderpump of her to, you know, just go sort mm. of go around in the background. Um, what did you think? I love, I think on this show, what really works for me is not necessarily the person flipping out but the people trying to clean up the mess of the person flipping yes. out and when yes. Jen shot like through her tennis bracelet in the snow. And Lisa mm-hmm. Barlow was like, no, 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 we do not throw diamonds. Like we that is not a $70,000 bracelet. I do not watch my friends throw their diamonds away. <laughs> I loved oh that God. so
1: much. And then the guy who was helping them ice fish, like came over and was like, what, it, what are we looking for? I Heather and Whitney watching the fight from like tailgating chairs was everything to me. And Heather being like, "I'm not gonna walk to the thin side of the ice because I lied about my weight," was <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's so I love when there is a balance because some, you know the cliche what why people who don't watch Housewives because th- or they think that it's just like all of the women screaming at each other all of the mm-hmm. time. Like those fights have one or two of them a season for sure where everybody is just at the dinner table freaking the fuck out, but these. Where there is one flip out, one like mediator, a couple just watching like eating a shrimp cocktail, that's like a perfect mixture. It's funny. The stakes are so high. You get everybody's like take on it, and it's it's just great TV. It's so. Heather so should
0: be like an analyst for sports. She was sitting there like, yes, like this is what we're talking yeah. about. You are a bad friend. Yes, yeah. Go well, after her. You know. <laughs> so- and even had
1: one point where she was like, "Good point, Jen. Like, yeah. good point." She was like really <laughs> common on both sides i also loved later at the party at the like wild casino party uh she's taking a selfie with mary and mary goes well i don't like that one my nose looks big and heather was like just turn your head this way and then down and was Uh. giving her tip and then they took a picture and mary goes oh my God, I look amazing. And Heather was like, yeah, no, that's a trick. That's what I always do with my nose too. And it was like, that's a real friend moment too. We've talked yeah. a lot about like what Heather is like as a friend. And of course you want to tell your friend that they look beautiful and that their nose is perfect. But then also if you have a secret about how to make your nose look great in a picture and you share yeah. it, like that is friendship. It was so cute.
0: Yeah, what you, did just, you, think you just got to have
1: Heather on your team.
0: Seth saying to Heather, your personality is so distracting. I never noticed how good your boobs were.
1: Absolute fumble of a thing to say to anyone <laughs> at any party. And for for Meredith to sort of like laugh at imagine like Mike saying that. Do you and me and Mike are just standing together and he throws that out there? It would be, I would, I would like have a brain, I would short circuit. I would be so uncomfortable and mad and weirded out and being like, Why would you think that's an okay thing to say? And there are flattering fun ways if you're close. Yeah. to appropriately compliment someone's cleavage at a party. They're deglugé or whatever the hell it's called. But uh, <laughs> he did not do it.
0: He did not do what it. What I love about you is that you'll just go for words that you know that you don't know. But you're an mm-hmm. actress, so you're like, I'm just going to sell it. I'm. No I one's going to notice.
1: <laughs> if I didn't say the words, Alyssa, that I don't know what they mean or how they're pronounced, I would I would have a vocabulary of 10 <laughs> words. <laughs>
0: And I'm not hyperbolizing. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could see, you know, when you have friends who have been single for a really long time, sometimes you try to like be really nice and make them feel good about themselves and like mm. talk about how hot they are. And so maybe he thought he was doing that, but it was just wrong. <laughs> it was not the <laughs> was right way to so do it. Wrong. Yeah, it was it
1: was v weird. The last thing I'll say I did, I wrote this down. <laughs> because i was like having so many good moments of heather that i was like i don't know man there's so many of these housewives that are coming out with horrible crimes and all of these frauds and scams but like i could find out that beauty lab is like injecting people with concrete and i would stan <laughs> heather okay yes <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I would damn Heather. I would be like these crazy Erica Jane defenders, but for Heather, that's all I'll say on the matter. God forbid, like, look tomorrow, it's going to come out that she like murdered somebody. But <laughs> as but if she injects people with some sort of crazy shit at Beauty Lab, I'm it's I'm turning a blind eye. I'm like it's fine.
0: She's a businesswoman. Like she's, she's cutting costs. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. She's very fun. She's very fun to watch. We like her a lot. Should fun we to watch. Do- are you gonna say Vanderpump no I was gonna say Potomac but let's do Vanderpump oh
1: I just feel like we I'm itching to talk about Vanderpump because we didn't get to tell everybody our wonderful opinions last week True. um I said it last week that nobody heard and I'm gonna say it again because it was even more obvious this week Lisa Vanderpump being fucking shoehorned into every scene is so uncomfortable for me like the okay. Tom's had to like drive to Villa Blanca to like pick up a fucking gardenia. Like, what are you
0: talking about? <laughs> Do you think that she is airbrushed in every shot? Yes, yes. I think she's the only one who gets like extra touch-ups. She
1: gets uh, like the RuPaul season one of Drag Race, like full on Microsoft Paint across her face. Yes. a hundred percent. Especially, yeah, it, it's it's just so the case.
0: Yeah, absolutely um lala is crying about not being a new york times bestseller what a brat and what
1: a what a reveal what an open and honest way to tell everybody that you don't give a fuck about what's actually in your book mm-hmm. like i think that's actually if i'm her fan and i bought the book i would feel really bad about that i'd be like so you just did this to beat to, for like clout You're not like proud of your book because you're proud of your book. If it's so special and it's such a vulnerable piece of you, wouldn't you just like, wouldn't the release be really emotional? And then wouldn't it be like icing on the cake if you made the list? And it was all about making the list. You're such a fucking clout chaser, Lala.
0: Yeah, also I can't help but recognize that she's definitely directly comparing herself to Stassi who was a New York Times bestseller. Mm. It's like she, of of course, behind the scenes Mm. Rand is like, my book is so much better. Hers was just about being basic, you know, like just. Yeah. I'm I'm sure that's what it is because it really seems like she's trying to be the new Stassi of the show to me. Yeah,
1: but they're they're fucking different, and like, don't do that. That's interesting. I didn't even think about that. God, uh,
0: just seeing dare I say on oh, the you, show. Okay, you say it. You say it. It's <laughs> just like shut the fuck up all the time. Him trying. So here's a big pet peeve of mine. It's like a very it's a very Brene Brown thing to be like, if you're not, if you're not the person trying to actually start a business or pitch a show or whatever it is, don't fucking talk to people like, you know how to do that. And I, it's such a huge pet peeve of me to see him talking down to like Sandoval and Schwartz as if he's ever like been on the hook to pitch any idea for anything in his entire life. In fact, I just want everyone to know I've said this on the podcast before he literally defrauded writers didn't pay them to the point where the WGA was like do not work with this production company like we are suing them that never happens you can defraud writers a lot before they say don't work with a production company (laughs) like him just him being like Schwartz you gotta like blah 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 I'm like you've shut that you have no skills you're just a fucking slimy (laughs) hanger on And like, I don't want to hear it from you. You shouldn't even be on the show. You're wildly embarrassing. You're so out of
1: place. It's very, it's very out of place. It's very embarrassing. The, but it's such a familiar character. Like, Is that not all of your guys' dads? Like just telling you how to do everything? (laughs) Like, oh, I know how to do everything. And then you're like, oh, okay, that's interesting. You know how to do everything? And you're going to tell me- Oh, that's cool.
0: Then go do it. Oh, you've never done it? Okay. Oh,
1: you're going to be with uh, like all of us at our fake Coachella in Palm Springs. We're like decades younger than you. Uh, Okay. Uh, Yeah, it is. It's very strange. And it's so clear that like everybody- everybody like loves him and kicks it with him because I think he is just that weird, rich, like dad that can hang. So I think the cast is like willing to chill and just like go on his fucking private jet, but also his best friend of the bunch is Jack. So that's all you really need to know. That's very Um, true. Here's my question. You've been, I've been, is Coachella romantic?
0: (laughs) Specifically, the rave tent, which is if you're not on Molly, will give you a five second panic attack. You're just yeah. like in there, like how is this enjoyable? I don't understand why everyone's having a good time. I feel like I'm going to be devoured by a crowd of heat and sweaty people. Everyone has to be peeing their pants. No one's moving. <laughs> like, yeah, that it's is crazy. not
1: romantic, and like, it's so funny to me how relentless they all were in complete agreement that a fake Coachella rave tent is the height of romance.
0: I do think that the effort James put into, cause we saw some of it on Instagram. We haven't seen it on the show yet. So I have like a taste of what it's going to be. I do think it's very sweet how much he's trying to show her that he cares about her, but truly like my only memory of the rave tent in Coachella is like listening to fat boy slim with like lasers in the middle of the day, which doesn't work. You can't even see the lasers and just being like, you have to be on so many drugs to be excited to be
1: here. Yeah, no, I didn't even go near that tent at any point. And I was never sober. But I And I had gone into the, the like house music tents that have like little sprinklers. Those, that was the closest thing I got to getting into the rave tent. And I agree that the effort is very sweet, but listen, if you're gonna be, if you're a real hater, let's let's role play that I'm like a huge hater of uh, James and Raquel. You're mm-hmm. gonna be like, this is a completely, a relationship without any substance. You're just two hot people who met on this reality show who are enjoying the riches of that while it lasts, which won't be very long. Um, so getting married is stupid and you guys are gonna get divorced immediately the way to like fight that narrative is definitely not just like (laughs) saying that a music festival, an incredibly large, expensive music festival for hot reality TV people is like your most romantic thing. Like it's just, it just feels like it is really working against them in terms of putting instilling faith in their love but I don't wanna yuck anybody's yum. And I think that Raquel was really sweet to us and showed us how to take a good selfie, which to me is like a whole love language in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy that it's like cute and great for them, but I just like couldn't help but be like, and listen, I love my time at Coachella with Tony. In it it like technically was romantic, mm-hmm. but it also was like dirty and sweaty. Yeah. And like, there was some moments where you were like almost role-playing that you're a different type of person than you are. like yeah. <laughs>
0: It's also just very young, you know, like when you're exactly. getting engaged, it feels very old to me. And so to marry those two things, I don't know. I mean, I guess you can go to Coachella as an adult, but I don't think that's your defining characteristic of your relationship anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Shall we get into Real House Housewives of Potomac real quick? Yes. Oh, my God. Gee, no, G. Oh. please. <laughs> Get him out of here. Oh my God. It's just like, and I was like, it's not everybody's dad like that. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. They are though, guys, they really are. If you get them, you know, at the wrong moment, like, you know, you run into them at a bar, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's really, really not a good look. Perhaps here I say, historically, one of the like worst husband performances he's given in his own way, he's given Michael Darby a run for his money in terms of cringe-worthy TV really uncomfortable and
0: she is very um unfazed by it. It's crazy like within I think he was on screen for like maybe five total minutes. And within that time he told her to like shut the fuck up. <laughs> he told her he was like Air fucking, I don't know, a stripper in front of everyone in the Mm -hmm. promo for next week. He's like eating out Karen in the air to his to her face. I just don't. And she's like, I let G like there's Gordon and then there's G. And G likes to party. And I'm like, Mia, you are a beautiful businesswoman. And I'm so sorry your childhood was bad. But like, many men will love you. You don't have to be with this guy. It's it's very, it's a very like to me one-to-one, you know, you you were abandoned and you don't want to be alone. And this is the best you could do. I'm sorry to say that.
1: The only people who should have like alter egos of their drunkness are like freshman girls in college who start to black out because they <laughs> don't know their limits yet. And then you're like, I'm Sarah, but when I get drunk, then I'm Natasha. And like, that's, that's <laughs> no. not what a like almost 70 year old man should be doing.
0: Uh, But yeah,
1: I agree. There is this sort of like, he has permission to do whatever he wants and that she's almost rewarding him for just being lively because he is so old. Um, She was like, everybody take notes because he's like, you know, got one foot in the fucking grave and he's still partying. And it's like, I I don't know if that's the right way to like encourage his life. It was so strange and she's like, like we a have a good time Hard,
0: yeah she's like we have a good time and it's like are you having a good time because we're all concerned <laughs> we're all like wanting to separate him from you because he doesn't seem to be being very nice to you and I don't know how you could be having a good time also I condone violence on this show I'm <laughs> not going to lie about it and I do think that Candace is trying to get hit again like w- in what world is throwing salad at someone and saying like you have to finish it with me Mm -hmm. not leading to exactly what happened with Monique. I just don't, this girl like is asking for it. I just don't know what to tell you. She said so many nasty things. Like she's, we are, we have such a high tolerance for nasty things on the show and Candace being like your mom is low budget when her mom, like it's, and she doesn't care about her parents' backstory. I'm like, someone should hit you. Like, I'm sorry. Like that's, you have to,
1: It's true. I second it. It's bonkers (laughs) that she could be like calmly sitting at the foot of a bed that Mia is in and be like, well, you're 12, uh, you're gigantic size, 12 feet. You like dumb plastic bitch with acne scar. Like they're just like sitting together and she's saying the cruelest things you could say. And it's just, she is a yeah. Unrelenting, just onslaught of, of, mean and annoying things she is she's asking to get hit
0: i if i'm okay with the feet comments i'm okay with like you know we watch atlanta (laughs) right and you'll watch marlo like read someone to felt like i'm okay with all of that that's part of housewives but when you start going after someone's mom after people are trying to explain to you that this person grew up in foster care and is trying to like rekindle a relationship with their mom who spent time in prison and had a drug issue Mm -hmm. i I just don't know and you continue to poke that person about that subject matter. Like if you get hit, that's your fault. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) There's just no other way to say it. And you've been on this show for long enough to know that. So I don't know, maybe she thinks that's like how she's going to stay relevant on the show. It's very confusing to me, but I'm just like, this woman is out of control and everyone around her just sort of like her husband weirdly supports her behavior and will defend her no matter what she does. It's, it's bizarre.
1: I'm interested in the preview for next week. There is a fight at the dinner table at a restaurant. And it seems like Chris is trying to get her to leave and she doesn't. So that is like a moment. I think maybe Chris is going to try to like stomp her, but I don't know. When you were making that uh, argument, I was imagining you like in court, like (laughs) talking to a judge and a jury about like, why Candace
0: is at fault for being beat up. It's (laughs) crazy. crazy. That's pretty good um i feel like there was some stuff on beverly hills but the reunion is going to be so explosive next week so maybe we mm-hmm. like hold our comments until then because i feel like a majority of our podcast will be about the reunion yeah next i
1: think we're gonna have to do a big beverly unpacking next week so mm-hmm, let's mm-hmm. let's leave it let's leave it be and let's launch right into our little interview for this week i don't know Today we are doing a deep dive on our favorite dildo wielding bachelorette and we're doing it with comedian actor and host of bachelor nation news therefore he's an expert Dave Neal thanks for coming on the pod
2: Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, an expert. This is the first time I've been called an expert of anything. So this is nice. (laughs) Really?
1: No, I feel like it's exciting because I mean, if you're if you're hosting Bachelor Nation news, like that's a big title. That means, you know, what's up. It's
2: uh, it's wild. It's the only show that exists. That's still a water cooler show. Everything else Mm. is. They just throw you 12 episodes at once this show every week you have six and a half days to just share all your conspiracies about what someone meant or what they tweeted (laughs) or whatever so it ends up working out really well for like online discussion
1: so wait i want to know how did you how did you like first get into bachelor nation the bachelor the bachelorette etc
2: well you know what's so funny so like it this has become sort of my full-time profession now And it wasn't always that way. So I started recapping while on vacation with my, at at the time, girlfriend's family. And and it was like, I woke up early in the morning to record the first episode, which was like a few days after New Year's or whatever. And they were like, what is he doing? And for literally five or six years, they were still consistently like, what is he doing? And then it started to (laughs) blow up and they're like, oh, this is like your retirement now. You know? wow so I'm, I'm still with her we're engaged we're, we're setting a wedding date after pandemic. i was about
1: to say you wow. hesitated over a girlfriend and i was like is this because this is what broke you up or this is what made you be forever together
2: no we we looked into uh renting out the bachelor mansion um, <gasps> Stop. it's not that expensive uh, but they, they explicitly say you're not allowed to film there. Cause my goal was when I hit hundred thousand subscribers, we'll rent out the bachelor mansion, maybe throw a party, maybe live stream, but if they're not going to let me live stream from there, then I'm not going to do it. But I would like maybe throw a stand up show by the pool, whatever.
0: Ooh, I like but, that.
2: You know, yeah. But it's like, you c- they can only sleep 13, which is wild because how many mm-hmm. people sleep there, yeah. when they film, you know, they
1: bunk those girls, they bunk them. They've got you so many of them in a room,
2: the power strips for like the hair products. Like, I would love Whoa. to see or like the hair straighteners, or whatever, because one, no no offense, but like my my fiance is like the, the, the bed, the bathroom could be like a death trap in a hotel room. <laughs> like there's everything's plugged in and like dangled over like a pool of water and it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Thirty five women all trying to like glam up every night. That's yeah, that's, a, I know. That's I
1: do problem. wonder about that. Cause like I've blown the, you know, electric circuit or whatever the hell you call it, blow drying my hair myself. And if you add like a few more blow dryers then like, that's gotta be just world war eight, ready to have
2: them. It's a hundred year old mansion. It's very, I've heard from everything I've heard. It's very decrepit. Like it looks good on camera. They light it up, but it's just like an old, it's like, yeah,
1: old- I get the vibe that it is an old, like we once rented for six months. We rented a previously used like house that used to be an Airbnb. And because of that, it was falling apart. And I'm like, there's just no reason. Nobody who owns that house has to really take care of it because they're just constantly renting it out to the bachelor, bachelorette. So there's no way it's maintained well. It's absolutely disintegrating, right? It, it also,
2: yeah.
0: it just has that like early 2000s style as well, where it's sort of like, I Shitty don't even really know what the word energy. terracotta
1: means. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but
0: it's like terracotta, everything, like orange washed, sort of swirly metal, yeah. like- it's not great, so I. It's exactly, find- It's exactly the
1: like Italian Tuscan yeah. energy that like had a chokehold on my mother from like yes. 2000 to 2007. And like you or guys. Just, went- like-
2: yeah. You guys understand film production. Like they'll put a, they'll like wheel a palm tree in front of the crack in the stucco like they, yeah. I, so I imagine if I did rent the place out, I was like, well, it's not going to look great without a hundred thousand dollars of lighting in like the water guy to water down the driveway. You know, I was just
1: about to say that you'd also have to water down the driveway. you got guests slipping and sliding. We don't know what that place looks like. Dry. We have no yeah, idea. I need to see a dry
2: mansion before I book it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Okay, you guys, you guys, we have to focus. We have to focus. We have an objective here. We're gonna talk at least a little bit about Katie Thurston, who was our, I mean, at this point, our our most recent bachelorette, although we're about to launch right into our new season. Um, and I feel like she is, love or hater. the girl is fascinating. And I wanna know a little bit about your first impressions before you watched her or knew her. And then, uh, a little bit more about what you found out about Katie since then let's do a deep dive. Let's do it.
2: So I, I mean, just like everyone else, I, I, anyone with a sense of humor appreciated her entrance. She shows up wielding the dildo, as you say. And then, um, you know, everyone on the show can get lost in the, there's a bait, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of names. You don't remember this and that she made a good impression on me when she, actually got in a fight with somebody and then was quick to apologize. She was the Hmm. first one to realize she was actually part of a mean girl group and got out of it and was like, Hey, we don't need to do the women tearing down women. So like, I don't look at any of them for like perfection, but like, I was like, Oh, that's a cool moment that she kind of felt like, all right, I went too far. And you know, producers, they want you to go too far. And she realized like, all right, I'm not going to play that game. So that Mm -hmm. was the moment where I think it was, um, uh, she bonded with Sarah Trott over. They both had, father's that or katie's father had passed away and sarah's is like um he has like a degenerative disease so that was a really special moment to watch and then i think she just became a favorite uh, as somebody who wasn't the prettiest the best pageant queen she she just brought a sense of humor to a show that kind of broke down the seriousness of it all
1: Mm mm-hmm Yeah, I mean, I remember feeling like that apology scene was the first of its kind. I was like, I like this. This doesn't feel as much like, you know, the stereotypical, these girls are fighting and ganging up. I did think that that was sweet. I also felt though that she was teed up for her date with Matt to be the funny friend. They're like, she's the funny girl and she's like so hilarious. And I think it falls into the trap of like, not a lot of people in bachelor nation are genuinely comedically hilarious to me. And while I think that she seems very funny and has a sense of humor, like it, it it set her up for failure to me in this date. And then while doing that, he ended up breaking up with her during it, which I hated because I'm like, that's just kicking her while she's down. Like labeling her as like, she's fucking Jim Carrey. And then also friend zoning her at the same time Like, didn't I was like, that's just it's just like not a good I I thought that they did her dirty with that. But then it made me more surprised when she was announced bachelorette, because I was like, okay, are they going to do the she's like the comedian bachelorette, but instead they took this turn into being the sex positive bachelorette, which was like its own path, which I think I ultimately preferred over the comedy path.
2: Yeah. It's weird when like someone projects what they see you as, like, I don't think she would have ever said I'm the, I'm the funny one. She just brought out like a, a looser vibe to everything. But like, mm-hmm. I-, I have a question for you guys. Do you, cause I've, I hear this a lot. Do you think men are intimidated by your sense of humor?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I hear that yeah, all the time by women.
0: Yeah. When I was, I mean, I think it's also one of those things where it's like, a lot of times especially in comedy rooms you're used to sort of like busting people's balls and doing bits with them and not everyone uh receives that well if it's not in a comedy room and I think sometimes also even if you're not busting balls it's like I I think it's seen as a challenge conversationally and it's not meant to be a challenge it's meant to like keep things light and so hopefully you know as, as you date older, more mature people, I think that goes away a little bit, but, um, yeah, it's, it definitely was a challenge when I was single. I was told quite a few times that I was intimidating. And I think there was an aspect of me, like thinking we were joking around it on the same page and them not feeling like that was the case.
1: Oh, I've had like, yeah, long-term boyfriends be like, I don't like how you make fun of me. And I'm like, I'm just (laughs) hilarious, but okay. Uh, and then we broke up, but (laughs) I will say, here's something else that I'm realizing in this conversation that's true about Katie. And I think in with women with a sense of humor dating is that it does, it's sort of the opposite vibe of what is often found on this show of this sort of like, you know, very eagerly over laughing at the bachelor's jokes or like the sort of all of the, all of the, it's very desperate is totally the wrong word, but it is a lack of feeling like comfortable and Katie does have a very like Katie feels very comfortable to me and has like a is very like settled in herself and her vibe is less try hard to me and and so I think that that can be if you're Matt, or you're the bachelor, you're you're dating multiple girls who are all like fucking trying so hard and laughing so hard at your jokes. And then you're with somebody who is just like kind of sitting back and is a little more comfortable Then it might feel like, oh, well, this girl is not into me or Mm -hmm. I'm intimidated by this girl, or this is just like, not, it's just not as ass sucky. And so (laughs) that's, you know, and, and so I think that might've, might've played against her in that sense. And then We kind of saw it and also the repercussions of that in her season where she had guys be like, I don't even know if you like me when she like clearly did, but I don't think she was as forthcoming with that same energy as she is with the sort of like busting your balls energy or laid back energy, which is different.
2: It's so it's so well said because. Well, laughter you you laugh for different reasons. You laugh at funerals, you laugh at weddings. The it breaks tension. It's so many different things. And like Matt Matt used humor in a great way that they didn't really show on, on the show too often, where he was laughing all the time to make people feel at ease. And he had his own way of disarming people. And I just think they probably weren't that great of a match. But Katie, like she she was i think with the right guy like with blake if you jump ahead to blake they both have such a fantastic sense of humor where blake will say stuff that's like sort of cringeworthy to katie and then she'll be like are you kidding me and that's like the perfect husband wife humor like i have the same thing in my relationship where my fiance will roll her eyes at the laughs I'll get with like our like groups of friends because, but she would laugh at it too. She just like plays the heel to a, like, mm-hmm. it's almost like, the, <laughs> it's a, you know, that's what you do in a relationship. You're like, I can't believe that. Yeah, yeah. and, and I'll be like the whole audience found it funny, but why didn't you laugh? And we have a, you know, you have a thing there, but, um, but yeah, Katie, she's been in in like comedy circles and in, in the Pacific Northwest for a while. So I think she's got like a little, you know, in her TikToks are like very comedy based. Mm-hmm. So I think she has a good handle of like, how you, she can like paint around the edges. And, and I, and again, I can't speak for you guys here, but there might be something like a punchline is like, obviously you give someone, you know, a setup and then you shatter that with a different punchline you in and being like a woman, like Katie in a, in a nice cocktail gown, and then wields a dildo. That's a, that's a one punchline to start. I mean, that literally probably made her from like a nobody to a millionaire because she was authentic to say this is what I'm gonna do. And they asked her to take down a lot of her old TikToks and she said no. They asked her before she was gonna be the bachelorette. She said, I'm not taking down the TikTok where I shit my pants in a bank. I'm not taking down the one where I said I'd fuck a ghost. And by keeping all that up, (laughs) she became this like, this lore of being like, have you heard what she's saying over there? You know, this show Mm -hmm. tries to be this prim and proper Disney product. And she's over there talking about wanting to bang a ghost.
0: Which is so crazy because we're literally watching them blur out like boners and waterfalls every single season. The idea that they're like, no, you can't make jokes about fucking on the internet. It's like, why do you think we're all speculating about like what goes on, you know, when the cameras aren't in the fantasy suite? What do you think we're speculating about? The,
2: yeah, the, the show the- is
0: about the fantasy suites. Like yes. we're all acting like it's about the
1: engagement. And we're like watching it to see like who wins and who gets engaged. We're not. We're waiting for fantasy suites and then like, we you know, stay for the bonus episode after.
0: You know what's crazy <laughs> is watching people fuck three people back to back to back. And that's and then decide the who's best. After that,
1: I will say, we've said this on the pod, but we um, we had the honor of meeting a couple of publicists from the all three shows in Bachelor Nation. And one of them did say to us that Katie was the most herself on and off camera, that they sensed that there was way less of a switch or a putting on of a character when being interviewed and like doing p- press for The Bachelor, which I liked to hear, cause I like very much, I appreciated that vibe. Yeah, and I did you know, also stumble upon a Katie TikTok recently that was like, if you're young, you should stop following me, which I yeah.
2: appreciated too. And she did a thing about like, if your guy doesn't wipe off, you know, she did like a, yeah. a uh, you know, a cum joke. And then people were like, what do you do? That's not classy. Here's the thing. it It exposes the wild and this isn't like an anti-christian thing but there's this christian conservative base that Mm -hmm. cannot fathom the, the the sex word they cannot fathom these things but yet they'll digest the fantasy suite because they've made that okay so by calling out the the hypocritical nature of all of it you just go like, hey, like, wake up. This is what the show is. They bang and they they get engaged and maybe they work out, maybe they don't. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Does it crush your thoughts of the institution of marriage? Maybe, but like, that's just what the show is.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Tell us about what you've, you've gotten to hang out with Katie. Can you tell us about that?
2: Yeah, so I'll, okay, so here, so I'll, I'll tell you the ending. The ending was us getting drunk two weeks ago in New York. So the beginning <laughs> is- uh, and, and I am not I'll, I'll use the term star fucker, but uh, I am not, I, I try my best to avoid these people because sometimes I'm critical of them. I've had in, But this year specifically since the pandemic is when everything took off where I'll get messages from leads I've never talked to before saying, like, call me. And I'm like, uh, ah, what did I say? Like big time. They're big in the in the bachelor nation. And every mom of every contestant messages me because oh, no. <laughs> it's such it's such a, a micro niche that if they want to know some story, my YouTube, you know how the algorithm works when it works, they just flood me into these people's phones. So so she I, I had maybe uh, something on Instagram, maybe I responded to a comment and she goes, actually, you know, I I watch your videos. And I was like, say more, please. And this is at the beginning of her. No, this is before her season started. So she wasn't even announced as the lead or anything. And she said uh, she said, yeah, we were in. And she's told this story, so I'm OK telling it. She uh, she told it on a podcast recently. But um she was like, yeah, we, they took our phones away and we were stuck in a hotel room for a week. You know, they were quarantining for like the men tell all or the women tell all for Matt's season. And she said, I found YouTube on my Roku and I found your channel. And of course I was giving like hourly, up. I make like five videos a day. So I was giving like hourly updates on the show. So she was getting her information through my channel and, you know, having worked in comedy, like she has, she was like, all right, you know, we kind of just vibed. So we kind of just became friends through that, but I didn't, I, I liked her before I knew she was watching my stuff. So I had no problem being like a fan of hers. There's no like, and, and a lot of people got upset when they saw that we had hung out in New York. They're like, how can you report on Bachelor Nation and hang out with the cast? And it's like, I don't report on anything. I react, I'm a guy. This is, I hang out with people. I, it was just the most, uh, the most bizarre thing.
1: I'm a guy.
2: Yeah. And it's like, and no offense to Katie, but like to her, she's like, she found her new fame this year. I've been working in stand up and acting for 10 years, no success. But you know, to her, she's like, I kind of want to do some of the things you're doing comedy, some of those things. So like, there was like a nice friendship. They were like, I, I made it clear to her. I don't want anything from you. Don't give me any spoilers. She, she, you know, she'd send me a, uh, she sent me something once and then deleted it right after before I could screen grab it just as like a joke. And I was like, I didn't need to see that. It wasn't a spoiler, but uh, you know, and I, I, I was like, I'm not going to ask anything of you. And uh, and eventually she gave me some non-spoiler related um, like love. She like shared me to some places, but they're very, they're very strict with not letting her share unapproved content. You know, that mm. that's just how they are. So like yeah. she couldn't just be like, watch this guy's YouTube channel. So she would like randomly comment on things and promote things and, and then um, we were both in town for fashion week and ended up staying like a block apart from each other. And uh, she was like, we got to hang out, let's do this. So we ended up hanging out like late afternoon. Cause you know, it was kind of like a first date for my fiance and I, and then for her and Blake. Cause I was like, you know, if if we get the vibe like they want to go do something else like let's just not bother them, we'll just do a drink. We'll go out for a drink. And then we were staying in like, in um, just, um, just south of Herald Square, which is like not a good bar area. It's like all those Madison Square sports bars. Uh, Madison Square Park. So, so I was like, look, if you guys want, we can go to, and they don't know anything about New York. So I was like, if you guys want, we can go to Greenwich Village. It's kind of the cool place to be. So I took, they're like, yeah, let's go. So, but I didn't want to drag them too far away. So uh, it was their first <laughs> time on a subway. I, I'm like, I'm just like overly protective of not wanting to like latch onto them. No,
1: I love the mental. I relate so hard to the mental gymnastics of making plans with friends, any friend. And then also like always letting them have an out or taking into consideration if one person doesn't want to be there. Yeah, like how far away are they going to be from there? Will it be easy for them to call an Uber? What do I need to say? so they feel like they can leave, but also make them feel welcome. I like that it's not just me who does that. You're so, so that's right.
2: Great. And I'm not neurotic about everything, but it's my codependency. And then you throw in the fact that they're like, celebrities in their world and i'm like i want nothing from you i'm buying drinks yeah like, and i like, you know, yeah how
1: you convey that like no it's cool <laughs> i'll just shower like, you with cocktails
2: literally that morning i'm like i'm like i'm going you know because she was like we got to meet up and i'm like uh i'm going to get breakfast sandwiches uh with tasha we'll, we'll come drop you one off and she's like i don't want your breakfast sandwich we need to hang out and i'm like all right, fine. Like I was really being like, I gave her Whatever everything. I was doing stand-up shows. I was doing my own thing. And then, so we, we, we go out at four. We just started ordering a couple rounds. We go to a, like a vegan place, Blake, try, they, they try to eat vegan, you know, not, maybe if you can't get it every meal, just try to do as much as possible. And we ended up doing a couple of rounds. And then I took them like, you know, th- through the McDougal, you know, strip, just the trash bars, you know, like grizzly pear and all the just kind of touristy areas. And we just, I mean, like, we were probably hanging out for like eight hours. It became like a job. That day. Blake, Blake's and Blake's an animal. And I texted, I, uh, I, I um i told Tasha, my fiance, the next morning. I was like, "Boy, I'm glad I didn't get as drunk as Blake." And she was like, "Look at the photos in my phone." That was like oh, no. And it's just like it was like we were long lost college buddies that hadn't seen each other in ten years. <laughs> but like that's just who they are. They're just they're just. They're, they got, they got famous the last, or, you know, in their world, the last minute of their lives. So they, you know, obviously we're still getting a lot of people wanting to take photos and say hi to them, but at the same time, they're just, they're just cool people. So yeah. I've gotten to know, I mean, you know, if, uh, Blake's mom too, and they're, yeah, they're all just like cool people. And I don't really care to meet anyone else in the bachelor nation unless they hunt me down and want to hang. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, so, um, I was like, yo, oh, well, I can now. I can now say that my intuition was right, that they're just cool people. They're not prissy. They're not fame seeking. They weren't on their phone for like a second. We only got like one story out the whole time. There's like no video. There's like no photos of it. We were just like hanging out. Her and my fiance just hit it off. And Blake and I were just like, you know, ribbing them. And you know, it was was
1: cute. I love to hear too. Like, I love, I love any story that reveals a bachelor couple in any sense. Like, actually just like hanging out and having fun together. I once waited on Kendall and Joe years ago and they seemed to be like having a fun time at their breakfast and I waited until the very end after they had paid and everything. And then I went up to them and I was like, it is so cool that you guys like, fucking like each other and seem like you're having a really good time and that just like makes me happy like as somebody watches I just like I'm a fan like thanks and I awkwardly said thank you as if they like do anything to contribute to the wellness of the earth and they both were like very turned off by that response from me seemingly they were like I don't know if it was just the sudden like reveal of me knowing who they were, but like, come on, I'm your demographic. I'm at West Hollywood. I know who you are. It was like right after their VIP, but, uh, I do. All of that is to say, I really do like to hear like, no, they were just like hanging out and drinking together was Blake drinking shots of maple syrup. That's what I would like to know. We
2: definitely talked about it, but there was no maple (laughs) syrup. Um, he's a big guy. I mean, I'm like a scrawny guy compared to him. And it was, I really should not have tried to keep up. But yeah, like, like you said about Joe and Kendall, like, look, like, I feel like comics and actors, people that take a long time to get their success, realize how much gratitude comes with anyone helping pay your bills. I have to latch on to every single person that appreciates what I do, because you realize how long it takes to get there. Whereas reality stars, it all comes at once they everyone's kind of picking at them like zombies Mm. they don't know who likes you who wants a photo who's going to talk trash i feel like there's their walls are up in a way where they go from this normal obscure life to all of a sudden being like um i don't know put into this world that you know that that they they reap the benefits from making a lot of money you know oh
1: sure well there's yeah i think that's a really interesting point that the that in general the energy from a really you know logical or I can understand it place is like defensive because there's also so many haters and I could see coming out of this situation finally getting your phone back and then you're looking at comments there's like all these people tearing you apart and then you're just like I don't know who's gonna really hurt my feelings or who's gonna be nice to me and I don't know what's real anymore like it seems like such a psychological warp every every part of this show that you could be on oh can I also ask since you know way more about this than we do It's a slightly, you know, pseudo off topic, uh, what your feelings are about the new bachelor. If you have
2: any, Uh, can I say his name? Yeah. Talk about him. All right. So Clayton Eckhart, he's from a suburban town in Illinois. Uh, seem they, they like him when, when they, they liked let's relate it to Matt James. They loved Matt James so much. He was supposed to be on Claire season. They just pushed him to bachelor like a year before. The show was going to start like eight months. They loved this guy so much. Now we didn't get to see the edit of how great Matt James is, but if anyone's watching Dancing with the Stars, you get to see Matt James. Follow him on Instagram. He's so like footloose and free. He's so full (laughs) of joy and charity. He does so much. He's doing so much good. And the show kind of botched that for the sake of drama and they ruined his story. But Clayton, he might be that. A lot of people go, oh, what's this guy going to be? I don't know. We, I, I, I wouldn't judge a book by, by, by its cover. Like we'll have to see what his deal is. Uh, It's not who they originally wanted. You know, it's not, it it was like a last minute thing, but
1: was he, he, so, but he was a contestant of Michelle's no, or was he right before then?
2: Evan officially announced him like officially, but they Mm -hmm. literally filmed in his hometown with a banner and the mayor tweeted it. Like it's known. (laughs) We start filming today you know I, I was calling and i was like dave spoiler alert and i'm like what are you talking about it was on fox news like like yeah i thought programs. it
1: was pretty official but then i guess now that i'm thinking about it, it hasn't been like from bachelor nation official but if, like it's on if, every account
2: yeah and uh and uh you know they're gonna start they, like i said they started filming today um there's actually there's other wild stories within there there was a contestant uh not to get too far off topic but it's so fascinating she was supposed to she got she was there was a contestant who was announced on the bachelor Facebook page. So that makes it official. Not like a rumor. She was announced. Um, one month ago, she was at her own bachelorette party. Uh-uh. Her <laughs> wedding. What's today? Wednesday. Her wedding was supposed to be this past Sunday screen grabs of the crate and barrel registry. This Sunday was supposed to be the wedding. Um, her name's Sally Carson. She was supposed to get married to Avery Buckhold. He's like a, Sort of well known neurosurgeon, you can google him. He's got like he's been on some of his own, some of his own TV, and mm. her Facebook profile is still her and her guy, and no one knows what the hell went down. So she's not, she wasn't there yesterday. So reality, Steve reported she's not on the final list. So whatever happened in the last two weeks is going to be way more interesting than anything that goes down on the show. He responds to a tweet which isn't confirmed. I have the screen grabs, we don't know if it's official or not. He responds to a tweet saying, She's not on the show. We're back together. It's all right. You know, she, she had a moment that was it. And then he deleted his tweet. What? So no one knows what happened. We're wow. waiting to hear about
1: it. I'm I love this. It. This is like when Becca Martinez went missing.
2: <laughs> exactly. This is far more fast. So I have people all the time that go, Hey Dave, we watch your channel. It's more interesting than the show. And I go, yeah, maybe the show like legally can only do certain things, but I got, I have like a breaking news button when in uh, my poor, my poor fiance, like we'll be like cooking Italian food. And then if, if all of a sudden there's a breaking news story, I'm like, you're going to have to wait a minute. Yeah. Like, and then, you know, cause the, uh, the main like E news, they'll, they'll get to it in the morning, but I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to get to 20,000 people before you get to it. Like I gotta, you know, I have to get, I have to be on top of it. Um, but yeah, those stories, they're fascinating because they're, they're just humans. Yeah. Becca Martinez goes missing. She's in Humboldt County, uh, cutting weed. Cause she was broke, you know, like harvesting weed and, uh, yeah. didn't have her phone on her. Next thing you know, she's on like a milk carton somewhere. She was perfectly fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why, you're it's a doing wild god's world
0: work
1: this is wild um tell everybody where to follow you like how, we subscribe to you on youtube what's the youtube bachelor nation yeah, so news
2: youtube is just my name dave Neal, and what i do is bachelor nation news and if you just search dave Neal, you'll find it there and then instagram it's d Neals, d-n-e-a-l-z and that's where i post all my stand-up show updates and all those things so you can find it all there
1: do you have any upcoming stand-up shows
2: I got a cup. I'm going to be in Ventura Harbor this weekend. Um, I would just say go to my Instagram for the details and then um, pff, uh, I don't even know. So I'll be, I, If just people follow me for all the last minute shows, Hollywood Improv and some other spots. What
1: happens when you're on stage and you get a buzz on your phone and it says so-and-so is the new Bachelorette craziness what well, do you last do last night
2: last last night was i was like filming this project i haven't really done much filming lately and it was a real fun comedy project i was excited about and sure enough like i check my phone and it's like new bachelor and i'm like come on like <laughs> I, i've gone out of my way I, you know, I, I'm not, a, I'm not against like an iPhone update. So if I really need to, I'll, I'll do that. I had an update from New York when, um, when there was some breaking news. But uh, I try to get back to my studio where I got all the lights set up and all the bells and whistles. But what I realized is the audience could care less about the bells and whistles. They yeah, just, they just
1: want the info, Dave. <laughs> they want they the want. tea. That's it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing. Again, it's insulting to me that you guffaw that expert when you're so clearly an expert. Um, so thank you for sharing your expertise.
2: It's my own personal shame that this is what hit, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But I like, no, but I like talking it. about, I like talking about the human dynamic of it all. It's, it's what interests me as a comic. So it's what interests me here, but thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. If there's ever any expert knowledge you need, please hit me up. <laughs>
1: no, we we'll clearly certainly have to have you back. Cause we are, we're very big bachelor and bachelorette fans and subscribers, but also we dip our toe in all of the other reality TV waters. So we cannot say it is our expertise, um, but it is just like endlessly fun to talk about. As you said, it's like one of our favorite water cooler shows, and we also love the community and just like what we get to chat about from it um thank you so much for joining us everybody go follow you everywhere and uh we'll see you soon
2: thanks so much